0: Okay, we are live episode 143. Thomas Angel from Altitude Beverages, Vishputagunta from Power Central. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us.
0: It's my pleasure. Uh, Thomas, we're going to start this off. Give us uh, Altitude. What's it all about? When did it start?
1: Yeah, so we uh, essentially make functional ingredients uh, delicious and accessible. So we got two lines, we have a line of oat milk lattes with CBD, turmeric and four functional mushrooms, a matcha chai and a coffee. And then we recently launched a new line of sparkling white tea, alcohol alternative beverages. Um, And we launched here in Bend um, in May of 2021.
0: Oh, so okay, so fairly new May 2021. It's functional stuff. Why did you choose that? How'd you get into that?
1: Uh, the, the short story is my wife and I were living in Beijing, China for a few years, got stuck outside because of coronavirus. Uh, after repatriating, got introduced to this world of, you know, CBD, ashwagandha, porticeps, you name it. And uh, yeah, we found it hard to incorporate into our daily routine. So the way that we were able to was by putting so- our coffee and that kind of transpired into a product that we felt was good enough to, to sell.
0: Uh, do you, you and your wife live a health and wellness lifestyle? Um, give, give us some context. Why were you over in China, for instance, and, and sort of what was your day-to-day or how, what's your day-to-day as far as lifestyle?
1: Yeah. So we came out of a
0: completely different world, um,
1: I used to work for Boeing. I used to work with the Chinese government on aircraft order delivery approvals. Um, and I would say, you know, our life uh, in China was maybe not the most healthy. Um, obviously, Beijing is a very polluted place uh, you know, taking out government customers in China involved a lot of, um, how should I say excessive drinking? And so I would say part of our journey to start altitude was our own health and wellness, um, journey. So upon repatriating, we knew that, you know, we wanted to put better things into our body. You know, we were people who would go to the gym maybe two, three times a week, um, but found it hard to stay consistent. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think things like CBD helping with anti-inflammatory support, um, you know, uh, immunity support, these types of things were stuff that we, you know, personally were interested in getting into. Um, And yeah, um, really, we're struggling to get those things consistently into our routine.
0: Did you uh, completely quit your position with Boeing before you started this? Or was it did you get this thing going on the side? How did that look?
1: Yeah, so it was a little bit of a transition period, Um, you know, maybe about a two, three month where we kind of decided, hey, this is something that we want to explore, Uh, but pretty quickly, um, you know, jump full time into it. It was a situation where we both had just turned 30. Uh, We didn't have kids. We didn't have a mortgage. And we kind of looked at ourselves and said, you know, if if not now, when?
0: Um, Did you... How, what were the first steps? I mean, again, if you didn't have experience, uh, I'm, I don't even, and what was your title of Boeing first off? I actually need to know this. I'll get around.
1: Yeah. What you sure. Boeing? So my last title was the deputy to the country president. So um, I was kind of like the second in command uh, for our country office in China. Um, so, you know, I had a great career there. It was definitely, you know, uh, a wonderful 10 years. Um, but I think it was one of those things where I had always been interested in entrepreneurship, uh, we had always been interested in health and wellness. Um, I think uh, the pandemic was sort of the catalyst to get us to think more critically about, you know, both our personal, you know, um, you know, goals and aspirations, and then also professionally as well. And I kind of saw the path in the corporate world of climbing the corporate ladder, and you know, was quite familiar with what that looked like. Um, and it was. You know entrepreneurship was always kind of a fantasy and so this was opportunity to sort of you know jump into it and you know so far so good you know obviously <laughs> two steps forward one step back three steps forward four steps back but it's uh you know it sure beats sitting behind a desk uh you know 10 hours a day
0: interesting um I, the reason i asked is i don't know if you're an engineer or i was trying to put to put the puzzle together but this actually just um sort of reconfirms what what others should know is kind of like your your experience may not dictate what's happening next and and things that you you're really interested in doing or want to pursue it really just comes from within like all right, i am going to take this next step um, here are the reasons why I like that. You noted. you know, you know, don't have kids and things like that, which plays it into the effect of this. Maybe you also have a have a small nest egg, meaning like, again, you've worked in the corporate environment for for quite some time. A lot of people forget all this, like the difference between somebody who has no, nothing right. Like like they didn't save any money and they, they want to jump into something like this. There are so many different um situations and every one is its own that i could unpack for days as far as not just entrepreneurial entrepreneurialism but specific to cpg and and, and anyway it's a whole other uh, thing so i want to move forward um what were the first steps if you're talking about these specific type of uh, types of ingredients and formulations who did you contact
1: Yeah. I mean, I think initially it was a lot of tinkering at home. I mean, part of, I would say our journey was moving to Bend, Oregon. Uh, Prior to living in Beijing, we had been in Seattle, Washington for many years. It's a great city. I love Seattle. Um, But, you know, it is a bit bigger. It's a little bit more competitive. Um, And having grown up in Oregon, Bend's always kind of one of those sort of um, bastions of entrepreneurship, um, community, and especially in the beverage space. I mean, obviously, Deschutes Brewing, Hum Kombucha, and so we, we came and visited, uh, just started asking people, you know, um, you know, what would you do, right? Like, how would you go about doing this, you know, from a manufacturing perspective, from a brand perspective. And we were blown away just by how friendly and collaborative people were here. Um, so I would say that was number one, move to Bend, Oregon. Uh, I think number two, in terms of the actual ingredient side of things, um, I think there was a big sort of learning curve to go from kitchen recipe. figuring out what works well what are the the right types of functionals to an actual industrial recipe um and that (laughs) truly came on the journey of trying to start our own facility here in Bend. um we were looking at some some brewing technology um for for the coffee and we were you know through this manufacturer talking to people who were using this this brewing technology and stumbled upon a formulator um and yeah just sparked up a relationship with them. And, you know, somebody who's done some pretty you know big name brands in the functional uh, beverage space. And yeah, it kind of was like the, the aha moment where, hey, these people are, you know, food scientists. Um, this is their specialty. They know how, you know, how to do this. And so that's how we were kind of able to graduate from, you know, tinkering in our kitchen to an actual, you know, commercial grade recipe.
0: Let, let's fast forward. Then you have a product. It's ready to sell. Uh, where did you go with it first?
1: Yeah, just locally here. I mean, we're lucky that Bend, um, once again, being a very sort of, you know, a small community, very collaborative. We have a lot of great grocery stores here that are local. Um, I would say our really big first win was Market of Choice. It's a, a chain here in Oregon, about 11 stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got lucky that the buyer, uh, it's actually Market of Choice is based out of Eugene, Oregon, which is about three hours from here. Uh, the buyer had moved his family to Ben during the pandemic, um, so uh, we had access to him in person, which is you know usually pretty rare. Um, and that was our first big chain that gave us a commitment to to bring our first product on, uh, which was our coffee skew. And from there, kind of just you know sort of to fall like dominoes.
0: Let, let before we get to the dominoes, g- give us um, what that looks like in a store like that. So you're in the 11 stores. Are you selling to them direct?
1: No, n- not anymore. We 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 started uh, through a small boutique distributor. Uh, that was actually by getting the first purchase order from them enabled us to get our first um, grocery distributor. Um, and now we're currently distributed through Columbia Distributing here in the Northwest, uh, which is you know traditionally a uh, a beer uh, distributor. Uh, since we have hemp derived CBD in our products, uh, that's kind of where that space has you know. Uh, gone towards in terms of distributors willing to take on uh, something in that space, um, but yeah, that's how we're distributed to to all of our accounts in the northwest. Now it's a
0: shelf stable product. It is, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. got it. And and there's this, is there a shelf life to it?
1: Yeah, we do uh, a year
0: shelf life. Okay. Got it. All right. So I, I kind of want to do back up. So, but you are in these um, let, let's talk about this one re- retailer for instance, right? You're still in that retailer. How, uh, the support, how, how are you turning? Like, again, this is just value add stuff. Nobody sure. knows the brand. Right. And we, we I always say it, even for us, like nobody knows who we are. Yeah, um, sure. we're, we're so small. Right. Um. So someone like yourself, how how does somebody, especially where somebody is going to need to be educated on your product, because it is different. Um, there's all these active ingredients, I call them active, right? As far as health benefits, some of them are, you know, kind of like, ah, I don't know, I heard about that CBD thing or oh, what's this mushroom thing? And like, what's it do to me? Am I going to feel, you know, what am I gonna, is going to change my biology? Like, how did you get those first sales going? Were you doing some demos Or did you just put it on shelf and think, all right, it's a small community. It's a community that does sort of understand this stuff, right, low hanging, right? And let's just see if there's some sales there.
1: Yeah, it's a a little bit of everything. I mean, we put a lot of elbow grease into it. So we were doing a lot of, you know, in-person demos because right around the time we launched was right when they first started to allow demos, um, you know, after sort of restrictions were starting to lift again. Um, but a lot of it came through, you know, activations, you know, things like farmers markets, um, you know, festivals, uh, you know, 5Ks, bike races, you know, things like that, who really are kind of our target demographic. Um, so by getting, you know, as I say, right, hands and hands and liquid lips, um, you know, it, it enabled us to start to get a customer base. Um, and we're also fortunate that some place like Market of Choice um is exactly the type of account for us right if you go into their uh cold case section it's it's an entire aisle and there are you know any kind of functional beverage you can think of is there from probiotics prebiotics you know fiber focus protein uh you name it so um it wasn't like we were kind of a sore thumb sticking out and uh you know not to you know point fingers but something maybe like a more big box retailer um, and so I think that was a really sort of nice, soft you know landing for us to to start into. um, but yeah, it took a lot of elbow grease to to get those turns. um and you know it still does today, right? It takes a lot of samplings and activations. I would say at this point, someplace like our Bend store for market of choice um doesn't require as much you know, TLC as it did at the beginning, but you no, know, it's it's always about getting uh. <laughs>
0: Hands and hands and liquid lips. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's, that's, uh, I've heard that uh, said before. I've always kind of chuckle when I hear it. Um, <laughs> uh, it's it's odd one. Um, I, it, it's about market fit. And so this is a great point for anybody uh, to understand that it is market fit. And um, again, I won't name a, a retailer, but if just conventional grocery, um, if you were to toss this up on a shelf, it would, it, it would just, it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have the same uh, pool. Um, because that customer would need more education that probably is a price point you know thing that we need to talk about so again anybody's going to take some from this um, it just so happens in his backyard uh, there is some market fit and that particular retailer also in that same backyard um, has customers walking those shelves um, or walking those aisles and um, you'll have a little bit more trial off the cuff but he's also doing all those other things he's doing the the, the the neighborhood, you know, farmers market, and he's maybe doing some demos at the store. Like, there's a lot to take from that, so everybody should should pull from that. Um, for we can go for forever if we need to, but let's just <laughs> conclude this. Give me like the next 12 months. What do you want to do with this uh, brand? How do you see it uh, sort of unfolding over the next year?
1: Yeah, so uh, one of our top focuses right now, we launched in nine states and 150 stores with uh, Sprouts Farmers Markets. So we've been uh, really hyper focused on making sure we're getting boots on the ground in those markets. um, Starting to get brand ambassadors in some of the major sort of concentrations of those accounts. Um, You know, personally going out there, you know, working with uh, the managers, figuring out how do we, you know, merchandise ourselves, how do we position ourselves uh, to start increasing velocity. Um, It's a pretty, you know, it's a big opportunity for a brand like ours uh, to be so young and have that type of. Um, you know, one, you know, that size of an account, but two, that type of geographic reach. Um, I would say second for us is the recent launch of our new line of the Sparkling White teas. Uh, we're very, I would say, bullish on this line because of not just, you know, sort of rising trends in um, the, you know alcohol alternative or the sober curious space, but just, you know, in terms of the feedback that we received since soft launch about six weeks ago, um, you know we're having a hard time keeping it on shelf, um, and so uh, I would say for us it's trying to figure out that strategic fit of how do we scale it. I mean it's hard being a small brand having one line, adding a second line into it that you know uh, is a little bit different type of account, right? You know not that uh, grocery and natural isn't someplace that we see it moving, but certainly on premise and um, you know the event space we actually got into the Live Nation venue here in Bend uh, with this new product line. Um, And so, you know, it just presents different types of, you know, margins, different types of, you know, point of sale considerations. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely complicating, but it's exciting at the same time, because I think for us being a functional beverage brand, as we say, we're not just making functional ingredients accessible, and delicious, but we're making them routine based. So we kind of have the bookends now. You got your morning routine, you have your evening routine. So um, yeah, that would be, I would say really priority number one and priority number two
0: for us. For Very the next cool. Nice. I like yeah. it. Uh, I'll put up the info at the end of this altitude beverages. Vish, let's rock and roll. Power Central, give it to us. What's it all about? No, oh, mute, attaboy.
2: Drilled, thrilled to be on the show, Mark. I uh, learned so much from the YouTube channel. Um, so we help food and beverage companies scale their operations and increase their profitability and cash flows at the same time. Um, a little bit about us, we actually own our own packaging company, a uh, food packaging company. We do a lot of blended spices and liquids and stuff like that that we package. Um, and as we were growing our company from a half a million dollar company to that million dollar, million and a half, everything started to break. You know, our procurement planning broke. Our production planning broke, our cash flows broke, we, need, we nearly went broke in that process. And uh, you know we, we knew that we needed systems in place, we needed an ERP in place to manage the finance and operations in one place, but we lost about $60,000 to consultants that were charging us by the hour. And in the end, we just went back to Excel uh, and QuickBooks. And that's why we invented P- Power Central, because we needed a holistic system that's very, very tuned for the food and beverage industry. And it was smart enough to really understand, like, what are the compliance needs, like SQF or something like that, but at the same time, and make it super easy for the warehouse workers to enter the data into the ERP. And then we can rely on that data to make very good uh, intelligence decisions, for example, for procurement, for production. It's very, very simple to use uh, reports that owners can use to make, make the decisions on You know, when to increase the prices, uh, when to what machine to buy and things
0: of that nature. Nice. Simple as that, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Easy peasy. Uh, Good. vicious vicious, uh, info is up there for Power Central. Thomas's info is up there for Altitude Beverages. You guys have a great rest of the week.
1: Thank Thank you, Mark.